You're listening to Solihull Radio. Hello and welcome to another Solihull podcast brought to you from the Solihull Observer and Solihull Radio. And also this week, we've got Touchwood in the house. My name is Claire Bullivant from the Observer and we're back at home at our home studio, Solihull Radio, this week with Mr. Radio himself, Mr. Jeff O'Brien. And also we've got a very special guest today who has a very special occasion going on also today. He is the general manager of Touchwood Shopping Centre. That is a 18 years old today. Can you believe it? It's the man who makes our shopping here in Solihull so spectacular. It's Mr. Tony Elvin. Welcome to the studio, Tony. Good afternoon. Thank you. Do we sing happy birthday now or afterwards? Oh, I, I think we could, you know. Sing some, it now, yeah. Yeah? Are you ready? The normal format is you sing at somebody and then they stand there looking awkwardly Awkward. at you, don't they? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, we can do that. And then we finish. <laughs> then we clap. <laughs> well, we did bring you a cake. I we? know. I was so impressed. You're being very restrained. You haven't dug in there uh, yet. No, no, not yet. I'm, I'm uh, going to going to smash it when we're finished yeah excellent stuff <laughs> so happy birthday i can't believe Soli hall is 18 i mean touchwood is 18 today i mean it doesn't seem 18 years ago since listen i moved into the area in 2013 so it's not been you know there for, for me from the start but what what i've seen some of the photos when i've walked around touchwood of yeah. the opening ceremony yeah. uh the the queen the Queen, she wasn't there on opening day. She came, she came afterwards. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the, the, it was such a big thing that the Queen came to Solihull to, to, to officially open Touchwood. Well, I was obviously a very small child at the time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah very small. Very small. <laughs> but I do remember it coming to Solihull and opening, and it was like a massive thing. How long have you been here in Solihull? Well, do you know, I have to say, I started seeing these sort of giant illuminated 18 numbers coming into the office big kind of uh, refrigerated units put cakes in with 18 on the front I thought, that's that's so nice they're celebrating my 18 months at touchwood but it was nothing to do that it was uh, <laughs> it was Look, 18 years that's, that's what we bought the cake for the cake yeah, the yeah, cake is for your yeah, 18 yeah, months yeah, at touchwood yeah. so but you you're from the hospitality world i am i'll, I'll tell yeah i'll tell you a brief little story about how we we came to live in solihull i've been a resident in shirley now for 10 years um i was living in uh, northampton at the time I uh, was coming to open the Village Hotel in Shirley. And um, w- we loved living in Northampton. We had a great network of friends. But the town centre had become really tired. It was nearly all boarded up and closed down. One of the indoor shopping precincts had closed down all r- entirely. And we came to Solihull for the day um, just to have a look, scout it out and see where I'd be working. I was just amazed that everything was open. It was so vibrant. And um, and Touchwood uh, that and, and the, the great schools was the deciding factor of me, rather than commuting from Northampton, was actually set up home. And I, I don't see any reason why we'd ever move from Solihull. You know, we've made it our home and, and we love it here. So Touchwood, when that opportunity came up for, uh, for me to run Touchwood, I didn't need to be asked twice. So, yeah. And what exactly is your role then? So a general manager, what do you do? Apart from everything, obviously. But <laughs> Okay, so um, obviously making sure that it's a safe environment. Um, we have 14 million visitors a year. So Wow. You can imagine if you have 14 million visitors going through any any area on the planet, um, strange things are going to happen, and we need mm. to look after people. People might have a, you know, a poorly episode, and we need to be ready to to keep them safe. Or that's the whole safety thing with, uh, you know, modern terrorism and all the sure, rest of it. Something sure. that we, you know, you wouldn't you wouldn't think of. That we're constantly reviewing plans. We meet with the police, and you know, you can be rest assured that, you know, you're in a really safe environment. Um, 
obviously any shopping centre needs to be needs to be busy. So I'm responsible for footfall. I'm responsible for that centre being busy, and uh, and therefore um, all the marketing events. I mean, I have specialists that look after different things: security, um, entertainment events, a marketing manager. But obviously, as a general manager in any business, you coordinate everything. You you oversee everything that goes on. Probably something that wasn't part of the original job description because it's taken care of by a leasing team down in London is making sure that the centre is fully occupied or or very busy. You know, if we look at the, the UK retail sector, the average vacancy rate in a shopping centre or high street currently sits at 11%. Was something we were able to uh, share with everybody earlier on our 18th birthday celebrations down in the Mall. Um, the mayor came along and uh, had a little chit-chat and a few cakes and something we, we were able to share that... Um, we're looking to be fully occupied within the next uh, few months. Fantastic. I did see that. And why, I have to ask you this, why did you give the mayor an umbrella? Okay, so, uh, Jeff, you mentioned earlier that uh, that the Queen came to... Uh, That's right, to yeah. Well, on the day, there was a few spots of rain, and uh, one of the Queen's aides said, um, could somebody could somebody uh, give us an umbrella? Mm-hmm. So um, the current mayor of Solihull, um, Stuart Davies, had, a, had his umbrella on hand. He passed it to the Queen... And it never came back. Wow. <laughs> so, ah, the queen, the naughty queen. There you I go. The umbrella. <clears throat> so when I heard this, obviously I, I, I got on the phone to Buckingham Palace. So yep. we need that umbrella back. It's a very special occasion. <laughs> and there we were able to reunite. Uh, it, was, it was in a little special box that said Touchwood. I think the queen thought it was a memento of the day, but uh, we've, got it, we've got it back. For, <laughs> you've back you've for made traditions. So yes, how amazing. Yeah. Um, I remember reading in the Observer quite recently, actually, isn't Touchwood the number one regional shopping centre in the country now? Yeah, this this year uh, at the Revo National Shopping Centre Awards, um, Touchwood won uh, Provincial Shopping Centre of the Year. Amazing. That's brilliant. It is brilliant. We are lucky. I we, love Touchwood. I know. You go, I've, I go around the country shopping. I definitely know my shopping. And I promise Touchwood is my favourite shopping uh, centre. It's incredible. You've got the stores. You've got always a great atmosphere. It's always like busy. Never, never manic, but just busy enough to feel happening yeah we we want people to although it is busy we want people to feel like it's a, a relaxed premium environment um that you feel safe and you feel comfortable and relaxed and, and that's what we set out to deliver that is the touchwood experience and it's why people travel from the other side of birmingham to come to here rather than go into the city center for example so what are we doing to celebrate them so over the weekend um we, we've got a selfie station where you can go and uh uh, have a picture of yourself with the happy birthday Touchwood. If you um, tag in the Touchwood18 hashtag and you post it on social media, you could be in the, with the chance to win a £50 Touchwood gift voucher. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah, okay. So so that should be uh, good fun o- over the weekend. So do drop by and, and, and come along and do that. Brilliant. Brilliant. And what are you doing then later to celebrate? Pretty much every day for me is a bit of a celebration. <laughs> so, well, do you know? Shall I tell you a few of the so as as yet unannounced um, uh, new businesses coming yeah. into Touchwood? Yeah, breaking news. Okay, breaking. so this is an exclusive. <clears throat> so, some, something we we we've got a clear plan of what we what we want to do at Touchwood and how we want to evolve the centre. So, we we know that traditional bricks and mortar retail is under pressure, and so, um, but you know, if I'd ask you the question or anybody listening. Um, what what is actually we talk about convenience being a driver for online sales but actually if you were sitting outside of the store on a bench and you had a phone in your hand what would be easier it probably wouldn't be faffing around with a little tiny image on the screen trying to flick through and oops you, you didn't mean to quite get to your shopping basket yet and all the rest of it or just to walk in the shop try on the clothes 
find out they don't fit already before you order it online and have to send it back. So convenience being a driver for online, yes, if you're already at, already at home. But if we can give you other reasons to come into Solihull, if we can um, put on great events, um, compelling reasons to come to, to Touchwood and actually to, we're trying to evolve our offering so there's more, there's a, a greater balance of leisure within the centre um, than, than just retail. That If you're there already, it's far more convenient to actually go and buy from a bricks and mortar store. Absolutely. So that's that's the um, that's the strategy. That, that mm. that's where it sits. And um, you know, as I said earlier, really, there's a, a dedicated leasing team that are, are responsible for putting new businesses into Touchwood. But I really believe, uh, and and when I left my last role in Birmingham to come to in back to Sully Hole to Touchwood, you know, I was speaking to different restaurants and bars about maybe coming to Touchwood, and they said, no, 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 no. People in Sully Hole, um, they don't want independence. They want brands. I said, I live in Sully Hole we want to balance we, you know i think trusted brands are great yeah have a look at the queue outside wagon mama's nando's every day in touchwood that tells you people like trusted brands but equally we've now got ashes in there we've now got jamea in there as well and those guys are doing great because people want to you know they're both solid hole owned businesses as well so that money's going back into the community and uh, and you want a point of difference if if every shopping center has got exactly the same stores exactly the same restaurants then you may as well just go to the one nearest to you. Mm-hmm. We're trying to you know, create something a bit more compelling that means you have to come to Touchwood because it's better than everywhere else. And we've got some things that are unique. Um, we've got a bowling centre, um, a four-lane bowling centre. So it's restaurant, bar and bowling. Uh, that's going to be going in upstairs on uh, next door to the cinema. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with uh, Yakanori. It's a local independent Japanese chain. A um, little bit different to Wagamama's. Think sushi, bento boxes, so ideal for popping in at lunchtime to grab and go, take something back to the office, or to sit in. They can have a private dining room as well. It's still going to have your noodles and ramen and everything else. So um, that's going to be a great concept. I've already seen some 3D drawings of pagodas and all the rest of it that are going to be in and outside of um, the Yakunori um, noodle bar. Whereabouts is the noodle bar in the centre? That's going to go into the old Drucker's site. Oh, okay, so on the corner. So quite a big unit yep. there, yeah, yeah. The bowling will be upstairs next to the cinema, first floor of what was the old Gap unit. Mm-hmm. Um, downstairs at Gap is going to be split into, into two retail units. We've got a, a, a ladies' fashion uh, coming in on one half, and we've got um, a tech supplier coming next door. Can't quite reveal those no, no. names just yet. Yep. Um, then we've got, uh, we've got Phone World coming in, taking us a, a small unit, and... Um, yeah, so a, a number of new openings coming into Touchwood. And Yakunori, again, it's local, it's independent. Mm. And so once you've got all those in, it will be 100% uh, One more. So the old Bravissimo site where we had the crazy golf during the summer, which went a stall, went down a stall. Oh, yeah, yeah. We're actually, sorry to pull that out because it was so popular and so busy um, that we're going to be replacing that. With, that. That was something we put on ourselves. It was a pop-up just to mm. drive people into Touchwood. Um, that that's come out already. Builders are all, uh, are in there, and that will be Footlocker open before Christmas. Fantastic! That's a good spot there, isn't yeah. it? Really? Yeah, it's a good, yeah, on the atrium. Yeah. 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 Oh really my good. goodness! It all sounds like it's amazing, it's and you're doing a great job. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, eighteen years, oh, and yeah. uh, have you got any historical records of when it was opened eighteen years ago? Who were the big players that you had installed in Touchwood? Who were the stores that were there? Yeah, at the time? yeah. Who were the main the main draw? Well, when, when you when you look back, I mean, John Lewis is always always the main yeah, draw. And sure. we, we do have some good news that, I mean, any any tenant, any of our um, businesses within Touchwood are on 5, 10, 15, 20-year leases. Mm-hmm. Um, John Lewis 
have renewed their lease with us, which is pretty critical yeah, yeah. to such words, but nevertheless, great news. And they're there for you know, at least another 12 years. So that, that's really good news. And John Lewis are doing really well. You know, you hear about... Um, yeah, exactly, exactly. But, but if you are good enough, you do well enough. Mm. And, um, you know, a number of people said to me, why are you going from hospitality to retail? And maybe it's um, sort of... Uh, blind confidence and stuff but I, I love Touchwood as a as a customer coming into Touchwood I, I appreciate its value and I, and I really felt that there was an opportunity to do something special and to you know I think that's what, we, what we're doing. Well it sounds as though you've got the right cocktail of hospitality and the retail aspect because in another 18 years who knows what's going to happen to our high, high streets we're having to pull people in as you say for more of an experience absolutely and yeah. that's the only way that our high streets and these shopping <coughs> centers are going to survive isn't it so it sounds as though you've got your finger on the pulse because a lot of um shopping centers across the country they're not doing it so much are they no that's right and, and yeah you're seeing shopping centers all over the uk close down and uh you know um andy street big campaign to save the high street within the west midlands and um, it, it's critical because, uh, you know, it, whilst it's um, we all do it, we all we all buy online. Um, but actually, if you take those high streets away and you only have retail parks, what happens to that community in that area? Where's what that meeting place? What happens to Britain? Yeah, yeah it yeah. just won't be a Britain mm. anymore, will it? Tony, thank goodness we've got you here in Soli Hall, saving our shopping centre and making it absolutely so fantastic because we do all love Touchwood. You, you're yep. doing an incredible job and happy, happy birthday from us. You're going to stick around, aren't you? Oh, I'm going to stick around. And, you know, it was just one, one other thing I wanted to mention. And the most important thing for, for Soli Hall's um, success is collaboration. And so one of the first things on my list, um, w- you know, working closely with the bid, with the chamber, with the council, the police, Mel Square, The Observer, of course, all these the radio institutions. In, in, absolutely, <laughs> yeah. And Jeff, you know, we've we've worked very closely since uh, since you opened here yeah. and, and done whatever we can to support that. So, yeah, it, we we all need to work together. It's not one person's job. We can't place the blame on anybody for anything going wrong. And that means the local people that live here as well. We need those people to shop locally and to talk up the great story that's happening in Solihull. So, um, yeah, it's teamwork and. You know, I'm, I meet with my counterpart at Mel Square for a pint at the Tap and Tandor or somewhere in Touchwood. And we talk about, right, how can we work together? Because uh, nobody just nobody comes to Touchwood just to shop at Touchwood. They come to Solly Hole and then they shop at Touchwood. You know, so it's really key that the whole the whole town centre is bristling. And if when we're fully let, we can't accommodate anybody else. I absolutely, with full confidence, pass those people on to one of our, in inverted commas, uh, competitors so that they're doing well as well. Amazing. Well, Coming back from your win at the Revo Awards, yes. do any of, quote, your competitors come and visit you to see how your model is working or do you share experience and share uh, positivity or, or those things with other people or is it all in-house and kept quite close to your chest? No, no. So we're, we're quite liberal and open about... Um, what's working and what's not working you know so uh, although touchwood is a a one-off it's owned by a company called lendlease mm-hmm. um it's operated by a company called workman who employ me and workman manage a number of shopping centers across the uk they're one of the largest shopping center management companies they also do lots of building surveying and lots of other things as well um so there's a lot of collaboration within within workman um, but also we we absolutely welcome anybody from a rivals come and see what we're doing you know I go visiting other shopping centres to see what they're doing well. And, hmm. you know, in anything, there's, there's not many new ideas. Hmm. It's like who's doing something really well that you could perhaps adapt and you think would work well for you locally. 
Yeah, and sharing good practice. Yeah, that's what it's about. I know it's only September, but last Christmas, your Christmas lights were incredible. And I remember your video, Jeff, that you Thank did. Thank you very through much. Touch with, <laughs> Thank which you. Was absolutely insane. Um, are you going to be doing that again this year? The we same? are, yeah, yeah. We're desperately looking for somewhere to put our snow pit this year. It went so well last year. Um, but because you're 100% we'll have no let. stores. Yeah. yeah. I mean, for Christmas, they won't all be open and trading, but there are builders in those units working on them. Right. Know, some of these things, projects take a little while, but um, yeah, it's especially when you're reconfiguring whole units and putting new walls in and all the rest of it. But That's right. Will yeah. the TP be back for the, the outside? The TP will be back, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Great yeah. stuff. Amazing. Cozy little TP yeah. bar, bit of mulled wine. Brilliant. Well, as I say, we are very lucky to have you and you're going to stick around because we're going to come back with this week's top news stories that we'll be discussing and we'll be right back. Welcome back and we're going to now discuss some of the top news stories this week that are in the Solihull Observer. And we're going to start off with our front page news story. This is all about MPs backing the government in the historic Brexit vote. I'm sorry to mention Brexit, guys, because everyone's just going mad for it at the moment, aren't they? It and is. It's difficult yeah. to avoid it, isn't it? It is. And it is our front page story this week. Um, so we've got one local MP, well, our Meriden MP, Dame Caroline Spielman. She is against Boris and then our other local MP Julian Knight is for Boris yeah. what, what do we think about all this guys well it's tricky isn't it there's there's definitely Brexit fatigue as, yeah. as a possible uh, diagnosis for people now and yeah without getting too political too early on in our discussion uh, Boris is obviously up against the wall a little bit because it seems as either way it falls it's not going to go his way in the short term so it's a rock and a hard place at the moment, isn't it? Do we think our local MPs should just go with the what their constitutions voted for? Or do we think that they should go with their gut feelings That's and right. announce it to the world? The, con- I mean, the constituents in our area was leave, wasn't it? So Very much so, I think. So a, a really big uh, sort of swing that way. So why, uh, and this is a question for both mm-hmm. of you, because I'm not completely convinced, if I, if I understand it completely. Um, 650 people in the Palace of Westminster, how can they put such a spanner in the works for that process that took place in 2016? This is what constantly gets me as well. But I think they're feeling like they're saving the country, but... Yeah, it's one of those dilemmas, isn't it? I think if we take the UK view, Parliament is a bit of a microcosm of how the country was feeling. And yes, democratically, we voted to leave. We we did. There were more people voted to leave than voted to remain. And um, but it's such a fine margin, isn't it? You know, if you speak to two people in the street, one said they want to, they want one said they want to leave, one said they uh, wanted wanted to stay. So, and I think we're seeing that play out. So you can't get, you know, we've got a a weak government that doesn't have a majority, so they can't just push things through Parliament. So we're stuck with that malaise where you just can't quite get in because there's, there's not just two scenarios, is there? There's the no deal, there's the deal, or there's remain, and we there we cannot seem to gather enough momentum to do one or the other. Now, um, from my perspective, the thing that, that upsets me the most is the division that it's driven within the country. Because it's such a fine margin either way, um, it's, it's caused for a lot of fallout. It's given people licence to, to give quite extreme views because they now think that's acceptable. 
Um, and we're really in, we're, we must be the laughing stock of the, of, uh, of the world, really, looking at we, we can't make mm. our own mind up. Well, I think the rest of the world, I read a, a very good article actually in American, um, one of the American papers, and they were saying that in a true democracy, even if it was one person extra who voted to leave, we should have left. That's what a true democracy with common law entails so the fact that everyone's saying oh it's so close you know we can't it was a bit wishy-washy I just that's what gets me I think even if love him or loathe him Piers Morgan keeps banging on about it doesn't he He was a remainer but he keeps saying he respects the vote and we should have left but my question here as well is should our MPs be respecting their constituents or should they just be doing their own thing as well I I absolutely agree with you on that question Caroline is facing some serious questions uh, over these last couple of days as well for voting against uh, the motion so what's going to happen we need to get her on the show, Jeff. I did invite her on the Have show you? today, but uh, as of today, uh, I haven't heard anything she's back yet. She's probably pretty busy today. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's um, she's yeah, got quite a lot on her task list today, I think. But um, I'll also uh, get in touch with Julian as well, yeah, uh, with his team over on the Warwick Road, and um, see if we can get them into the station here. And let us know what you think, if you've got any ideas or ways we can solve this whole thing. Just coming back to Tony's point, it's not just no deal, this deal and that. They've also, there's the soft option, isn't there, of still being in the um, the market and, and all of the different elements. And then people like Donald Tusk are saying, yeah, we've not heard from you. And then people like Boris are saying, yes, but we're doing this, this yeah, and this. So who uh, who do we... And this is where the fatigue comes from. Yeah, There's probably so much we don't know. There's probably a lot going on behind the scenes that the general public aren't, you know. And because so much time to take, uh, this is my last point. I'm sorry about this. Um, you, you're, you've, you know a little bit more than me, so I'm going to ask loads of questions and try to understand it. Because so much time has elapsed since then, people have changed their minds. And that's apparently worked both ways. I'm sure, yeah. Yeah, I, I'm, I um, would have preferred to remain. However... We're so far down the line now. I mean, I really don't agree with this taking no deal off the table. I desperately don't want a no deal Brexit. But um, if you take no deal off, where's your bargaining chip? How can you then go and get a better deal from the EU? Mm. What what businessman goes into any negotiation with one hand tied behind their back or saying, do you know what? I'm going to let you have it anyway. Just give me a little bit. You you know, absolutely crazy. Mm. And this is it. A lot of them aren't businessmen. No. Business people, I should career, say. Career they, politicians. They really are. They haven't got a clue how you negotiate deals sometimes. I stayed up late last night and watched the House of Lords debate. On the, Fascinating, wasn't oh, it? Yeah, absolutely. And um, stand up, sit down, stand up, sit down. And they were trying to time out, weren't they, early on yesterday evening. Uh, what do they do? Talk it down, is that what it's called? Um, when you um, just stand up and there were 90 amendments just to the, to the motion, not to the bill. So they had to stand up and sit down and they have to vote twice on each of those amendments so it would be 190 votes for 500 people before they started debating the bill and then of course somebody stood up this morning and said we need to get this into royal ascension by the close of business friday so let's not debate all of this well, aren't they all bringing up, like, laws from 1678 yeah, yeah, yeah. and that? that, that it's like House it of Cards, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> you know, this sort of political engineering. Yeah. And, yeah. and I just thought, these guys have got to vote almost 200 times, and that's going to take some time to get them out of the chamber, back into the chamber, 
Um, and and then of course it's a farce. It absolutely. It's such a shame because I mean I know a lot of people don't like him, but everything else Boris was doing was really kind of good news. The two thousand twenty thousand extra police officers and the, all the money for the NHS and two thousand. Twenty thousand. Twenty thousand. Yeah. It's the twenty thousand that they just took off the streets a few years ago, but right. um, that they're putting back. But but. I mean, it did seem like a bit of a shopping list of all the things we want to hear as well, but didn't it? Because of the general election coming. But do we care as long as it happens? Well, <laughs> but there you go, as long as it happens. So, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, that was very popular with me. You know, I know locally our police need more support. They need more resource. They do great work with the with the time and resource that they've got. But it must be overwhelming for them. And, um, yeah, they need more support. Do we know how the two solely hold bid officers are working out on the high street? They started now, I, haven't I've they? I've seen them in the local, um, in the Observer. Have you had any dealings with the two? Um... Solely hold bid put two officers on the street. Oh, sorry. So yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah of yeah. course, they're doing doing really well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah they've been a very welcome addition to the streets. And so two, two security officers, I guess Mel maybe has told you about this uh, yeah. on, a, on a previous show, um, deployed... Uh, into the town centre, deterring, shoplifting, general antisocial behaviour, um, anything else that might be going on within the town. But it's a shame that the local bids are having to do this sort of thing rather than having police officers on our high street, isn't it? That's a sign of the time. So. And mm. e- but equally, it's good that somebody can do that and put Absolutely. some private security on at a time where we're lacking in resource. I think we would love to hop back to the days of the Bobby on the Beat. But I guess the other thing is there's all the... Um, police resource that you don't see stopping cybercrime and you know paedophile rings and things like that that mm. are not bobbies on the street you know the, the world has changed and they're having to fight on a number of different fronts that sometimes take place in an office and Absolutely. uh yeah yeah good point very good point I, i've had the local policing team in here um to have a, a chat so that we're working with them now and putting out their alerts so that uh, people can see through our social medias what's going on in Tudor Grange Park and uh, Morven Park and things like that, and in the town centre. So Rob is my PCSO link. Brilliant. Nice very guy. Good. Yeah, very good. Um, moving on, let's do a different story now. This is page three of this week, and this is all about organ donation. It's organ donation week this week, and Silhillians are being urged to talk to their families about organ donation. Apparently, last year, 435 people in the West Midlands were saved by an organ transplant, and there are also now, at this very moment in time, 615 still waiting. As of spring next year, 2020, we're all going to be on the register. It's going to be an opt-out system, which I think is amazing. But there's still time at the moment to save these people and put yourself on the register and just talk to your friends and family. What do we think about the opt-out system that's coming? I agree with Tony. Absolutely brilliant. Um, The spanner in the works that I'd like to just put out there is uh, in some religious uh, backgrounds, do they have a different opinion after people pass for them to have their particular organs taken away before the procedures and things like that because we live in a very multicultural environment in Solihull Um, so if they're considered automatically on the register and then it's taken back they do and I think there are some cultures that you can only give your organs to the same culture as well so which is a very kind of worms isn't it yeah Yeah, then then let anybody that feels they need to do that, opt out and with whatever condition they need to apply. And But but yeah, absolutely. There'll be so many people that organs could have been used to help save that haven't been just because a box wasn't ticked and mm. we didn't fill in a form. Or, so if that, that's got to be the way to go. And, and I, you know, appreciating all different views, 
if you, if you feel that you must opt out, then fine. But it's still probably going to give them, I don't know what the ratio would be, 10 times as many organs to, to, to work with. Yeah, I had to write an article about this recently, actually. And the average person who dies, sadly, um, they can save, if they're quite healthy when they die, they can save nine other people. Wow. Isn't that incredible? Brilliant, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so um, do do um, talk to your friends and family about it and make sure that they know your wishes. And, um, yeah, just be aware, as of spring next year, we're all going to be on the register. So if you do want to opt out for religious or cultural or whatever reason, you don't even have to give a reason. You just need to let them know and um, make sure you do that. There's a website here as well. For more information or to register, you can visit www.organdonation.nhs.uk. Great. And then our last story that we're going to talk about today is all about car cruising. Guys, I don't even know what car cruising is. What is car cruising? But I know everyone's talking about it in Soli Hall. I'll tell you what car cruising is. Car cruising is um, youngsters in souped-up small cars making a racket driving past my house. <laughs> driving around the roundabout, waking me up at three o'clock in the morning, me hopping around like a lunatic in my boxers. You, do, you don't want to see. Don't, sorry for <laughs> painting that image. Hold on a second. Luckily, nobody uh, listens to the podcast knows what I look <laughs> yeah. like. So, uh, it, honestly, it's quite frightening for my wife, and that's just me running around the bedroom. So, uh, it, it, yeah, ha- I'm really pleased to see that this bylaw uh, has been refreshed because um, antisocial behaviour is something that. So what are they doing? Are they racing each other or are they yeah, just going just, fast? Yeah, driving up and down the road. Uh, um, uh, yeah, tearing, literally tearing up and down the road at high speeds. And without, in the middle of the night. Without giving you where your address or whatever. Yeah. What sort of road do you live on? Is it like a long straight road that's quite, perfect for... Quite, uh, well, it, it's, a, it's a pretty, uh, apart from during school run time, it's an otherwise quiet road um, off of the Stratford Road in Shirley. Okay, because hmm. this must be happening all over the place because we keep running stories about it in the paper. I've just never seen it and I just keep reading about it. Recently, I've, I've seen a, some of the outcomes. Do you remember a, a few weeks ago, I'm, I don't know if you were away at the time, but towards the end of the Stratford Road, the Porcelain Osa roundabout, there was, yeah. a, there was quite a severe accident there, wasn't there? Yeah. Um, and, and those traffic lights down there, that is towards the end of quite a... a fast run for them isn't it yeah. and they can't control it and then they fall over onto the roundabout and and unfortunately hurt other people and you know normal road users that are just using the road uh it, it's i agree with you dual carriageway J- joking aside about my annoyance in the uh, in the bedroom <laughs> that sounds terrible um the um yeah the 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 clear risk to life of these young people that yeah. whilst they're doing something a bit reckless at the age of 17 18 19 have got a lot to offer for years to come and uh, we'd hate that to be yeah. our kids caught up in anything like that. Yeah, well, it's been banned again for another few years at least. When you say banned, how does this bylaw work? Well, I, I don't suppose people automatically stop doing it. In fact, I can tell you that's <laughs> yeah. the case. That they don't just <laughs> they've stop doing they've it. got a text, oh, we can't do it anymore. Yeah, yeah. So, um, and, and I guess if we've got another 20,000 police officers, it's only going to help try and stop this. But it did feel, certainly, it feels like this happens less. But I think with any any um, bouts of antisocial behaviour, these things go through waves, don't they? Because then people grow up a little bit and go, mm-hmm. oh, I can't believe I used to do that. And, it's, and then, then the, the next, next wave of the next crew come along. A certain age, whatever that antisocial mm. behaviour is, quite often. Um, so, 
Well, it's saying in the paper um, an injunction will remain in place now until September 2022. Um, so hopefully it's just harsher sentences. And then on page nine, a car cruiser who was caught doing 115 miles per hour has actually gone to prison. So, I mean, hopefully those harsher sentences will be a deterrent because you say it's not nice for people like you who have to put up with it, but it's also horrendous if they do crash and yeah. kill themselves or anyone else. So, um, well, it's And I was just reading that article in the newspaper. That's a dual carriageway out near the airport that he's doing 115 miles an hour on. Yeah. And, uh, you know, there's so many roadworks out there at the moment and uh, all the road closures. Yeah. And yeah. often it does. It just takes a deer or something yeah. or a bird to spook you, doesn't it, when you're doing that? And yeah. you, no one else sees these there. Uh, but. but they've spent 20 quid in Halfords, haven't they, on, you know, new parts for their cars. And, and they've tried really hard. Like you say, Tony, they're normally small cars that they've, that they've tried to make go a little <laughs> bit faster. They've tried really hard. <laughs> they've tried really hard on that. They've looked at a couple of websites and, uh, yeah. Well, if you're listening to this podcast, kids, don't car cruise because, um, yeah, even even if you do want to, you can still have a really nice car and yeah. try really hard. Isn't this crazy? The kids going around on their on their mountain bikes and all the rest of it, riding indoors. No, I think it was in Brighton where twelve kids rode through um, Marks and Spencers. Oh no. Uh, causing absolute havoc. Mm. Uh, You're going to give people ideas now in yeah. Solihull, yeah. Ra- riding through touch. No, no, no. Yeah. There is a, there's an element of of um, antisocial bicycle riding by groups of youths at the moment. So wow. yeah, it's something that's been tackled. Actually, that happens in LA quite a lot. I lived in LA for quite a while and um, you have like midnight bike rides where everyone gets together through mm. the night and drives through and breaks into shopping centres and drives. Oh, really? yeah, yeah, and they cause havoc. It's actually really good fun to start with, but then they all kind of get a bit crazy. Yeah. And, yeah so mm. oh, back, in, back in my day, it was the... Bicycle crew that got ET back safe to his spaceship and That's the BMX yeah, bandits yeah. was about the That's worst right. it got. But Times uh, were safer then. They were. For me, it was the Goonies riding around some uh, oh, lanes. Yeah. Oh. You know, yeah. on the on a tiny little bike that he was he was massively oversized for. Do you yeah. remember when he stole it from the, yeah, the little yeah, girl? Yeah. Mikey and Chunk. <laughs> oh, there you yeah. go. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome I, to our world. Which is why we love Stranger Things. It takes <laughs> us back to that eighties uh, nostalgic uh, American pop culture reference. Oh, great oh, stuff. Brilliant. Well, I think. But don't we'll, do it in Solihull. No. <laughs> talking of Stranger Things, we've got some not so strange things coming up in our What's On section. So stick with us, and we'll be right back with this. <laughs> Joining us now is one of our fantastic guests uh, who comes to us all the way from Bromsgrove, effectively, and it is Eleanor. Now, she deals with all the PR and press for the Artrix Centre. Now, when I've been speaking with Claire about the Artrix Centre, you've had some dealings with Eleanor. Is that right, Claire? Eleanor and I met just a couple of weeks ago, wasn't it, Eleanor? That's right. It was when it was very sunny. It feels a bit more autumnal now, doesn't it? It does. The weather's changed. But what a treat to... um, Get, you know, get to chat to you again yes, and hear all about Bromsgrove this time because last time it was all about Worcester. That's correct, yes. We're, we, I've got my Bromsgrove hat on today. <laughs> Excellent. So uh, tell us a little bit about the Artrix Centre and what can we expect over the next week or so here on What's on Solihull? So we're just kind of getting back up and running having had a short summer break and over the next week or so there's um, some great live music and also some um, great cinema screenings taking place. Right. So... Um, so uh, on Friday the 6th, we've got two um, shows in the evening, actually. One called The Country Chicks, with an X. <laughs> C-H-I-X. And is this, is this like country American music? Yeah, that's right. It's, um, it's three female vocalists and musicians, and they kind of 
um, do a sort of modern take on country music. So they put a country twist on some songs that you might be familiar with that aren't normally country mm. songs. Um, just It'll be a really fun live music event, lots of dancing, I think, in the audience. Great stuff. And uh, so that's on the Friday night? That's Friday. And we've also got um, the acclaimed um, singer and bassist Miranda Sykes on Friday as well. And then on the Saturday, um, Saturday the 7th, we've got um, one of our Saturday family matinee cinema screenings. So these are regular events at Artrix every Saturday morning at 11 o'clock. Great stuff. um, A family cinema screening. And this week it's The Lion King, so the the new live-action Lion King. Amazing. So great if families have perhaps been back to school this week and looking forward to a weekend treat, having been back at school. That would be a great um, morning out, I think. We do um, family tickets. Um, for fourteen pounds for a family of four, so great value. Great stuff. Okay, El- Eleanor, you must have the best job in the whole world because you must get to go to all these things and take your family and tell tell us about it. Is Absolutely, it the best job in yeah. the world? I mean, it's, it's, I don't know if you've ever been into Artrix. It's a great space. Um, we've got a, a main auditorium that seats um, nearly three hundred people, and then we've also got a studio theatre. And there's some such a great range of events on. So like you say, I've got a young family. I often take them along to um, the cinema events and, and the family theatre. But there's also um, lots of live music in the evenings. There's quite a great folk scene happening. Um, yeah, there's just a great range of stuff. We have exhibitions on. There's an exhibition starting this month by um, a painter and illustrator called Graham Wilson. So they're always available for people to see in the foyer to just come in for free. Um, there's a lovely cafe, so it's got a nice atmosphere as well, Artrix. I do, I do know the Artrix very well. I go there quite often. And one of my favourite things that you've recently started doing is the Easy Sundays. Oh, yeah, it's great. It's, um, we have some street food vendors, so a lovely range of, of um, fresh, interesting food for people to have, along with um, a screening of a film in the morning on a Sunday so it's kind of great for a weekend you know when you've had a busy week and you just want to chill out and watch a film um, get some good food then there's some live music in the foyer all free of charge the live music so really it's just the cost of, of your cinema ticket and then grabbing a bite to eat so it's a, it's a great day out easy Sundays Great stuff I haven't been down to this uh, centre what's you know, the practical stuff from my point of view. What's uh, transport and parking and things Ooh, like that like? You, you've just raised a really big issue, actually. Don't talk to me about parking. Okay. I, I, think our, I think our number one story in our Bromsgrove paper, the Bromsgrove Standard, is all about the parking. Basically, yeah. the parking has been owned by the college. Okay. And they've just That's started... That's right. It, it's changed very recently. So <clears throat> we're extremely lucky to be, you know, we're, we're part of a great transport network. We're not far um, from the centre of Bromsgrove, not far from... Um, the M5 really so it's, it's really really easy to get to but um, this week we've had some parking changes so the car park that's adjacent to Bromsgrove Artrix is um, owned by Heart of Worcestershire College right. um, and they're our neighbours so they've implemented some new parking charges um, so basically we just want to keep our customers up to date with that information let them know that there is now a charge for the nearest car park there might be other free or cheap parking elsewhere in Bromsgrove, but the nearest park um, car park now that's um, that's run by the college will have a parking charge. But the good news is it is free after 7 o'clock in the evening. I was about to say, we've had hmm. so many comments on our Facebook and website and everything about this. People are really up in arms about it, aren't they? But it is free. We keep telling everyone it's free after 7, which is most of the shows start after 7, don't they? 
Yeah, um, most of the shows in the evening will start after 7 o'clock and there is, um, I think there's a short period of time that you can drop off for as well. I think perhaps 10 or 15 minutes where you can drop somebody off um, and not receive a parking um, charge. But I think the thing that people have been um, a little upset about this week, and we do understand this, is that the parking um, you can't pay for with cash or by card. It has to be done via um, a pay-by-phone app. Mm. I've, I've seen not those. Definitely the most accessible charging um, for everybody, all of our customers. So we have got staff um, around in the foyer to help people as much as we can and advise people, try and make it as easy for people as possible. We know it's going to be a change. Um, you know, we're just going to have to to work through it and and hope for the best. And I do think that people in Bromsgrove and further afield are really passionate about our tricks. They love coming to us and they love the range of events that we have on. So we think we can weather the parking storm. Brilliant stuff. And I've, I'm sorry if I opened a can of worms there. <laughs> I apologise. Uh, Tony, have you visited the Artrix Centre? I haven't, but it's on my list now. Excellent stuff. As you know, I do a few cinema events. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I love anything a bit independent, a bit different. You know, my my... I love uh, Cineworld at Touchwood, obviously, uh, but I also love uh, going somewhere indie like the Electric Cinema and uh, somewhere that does things a little bit different. And uh, it's only great with that sort of pre-movie entertainment that you're doing as well. Great stuff. OK, so uh, we've got the, the, the uh, country band. We, what else is anything else coming up towards the end of next week that we can get yeah. out in our what's on? So on Thursday the 12th, mm-hmm. um, I'm afraid I can't get you a ticket to the West End showing of Fleabag, but I can get you a ticket to the um, National Theatre Live um, screening of Fleabag. So, you know, Phoebe Waller-Bridge, it's, she's the lady of the moment, really, isn't she? Yeah, she is. Theatre and television writing. Yeah. And um, we've got um, the live screening of the West End production of, of Fleabag. So well, I think it's selling pretty well it, at the moment. It is, seems to be very popular, but there are still some tickets left. Great. So, is, is that where they do like a nationwide uh, uh, simulcast? That's correct. Yeah. 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 We have quite a few um, of the um, National Theatre live screenings. Wow. Some more coming up this um, this season as well. We often have um, live music and um, the uh, the ballet, the live ballet as well at our trip. Great. So it's a great opportunity to see things that are further afield. Perhaps that, like I say, you might not be able to get a ticket for mm-hmm. the actual live event. So it's a great way of seeing it. Eleanor, can I put you on the spot? Can I have a website address? You can, yes. It's artrix.co.uk and our box office is 01527 577 You're an absolute star. Thank you for being part of What's on Solihull, our weekly podcast, uh, as we uh, have a little journey around uh, what's there, what events are coming up. Did you enjoy yourself, Eleanor? Yeah, that was great. Thank you so much. No Thanks, problems Eleanor. at all. Cheers. Bye. Thanks. SolihullRadio.com. Welcome back to What's On Solihull. Um, joining us today, our guest presenter, Tony Elvin, General Manager from the Touchwood Shopping Centre. So he'll be here helping us along uh, through our journey. I'm going to start with Friday the 6th of September. And of course, it's uh, the happy birthday weekend if you've just listened to our the rest of our pod. Um, for Touchwood, we start with the Farmer's Market along the High Street and Mill Lane, Solihull. That's B910NA. Uh, from 9 o'clock until 5 o'clock, support our local farmers by visiting this popular market, tempting range of local produce sur- sourced sorry, from within a 30-mile radius of Solihull. And that's www.skets.co.uk. Cheese is my um, main one for that. I thought you were going to talk about your presenting style, Jeff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 
was. Nice. <laughs> I love that. I like that. Yeah. 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 Um, no, cheese. Um, there's. Um, uh, I've walked down with you once before. Yeah. Wasn't there some sort of um, cheese stall? I think I bought a pie. You bought a yes. pie. Yeah, I know yeah. what you mean. Yep. Um, they're very good. Very good people. And uh, yeah, definitely go in and support local uh, producers. Oh, it's so important, isn't mm-hmm. it? Um, and once you've done all your local shopping and got some delicious food and things, you need to head over to the Core Theatre because it's the ELO experience happening there on Friday night and also on Saturday, actually. Tickets are flying, so do get your tickets quick if you want to go. It, of course, it's celebrating the music of ELO and Jeff Lynne himself. Do you guys, are you fans? Mr. Blue Sky. It's Mr. Blue Sky, isn't it? Um, One of the best songs ever yeah, written. Yeah, um, Diary of Forest Wimp, brilliant. Um, all, all great stuff. And of course, Bev Bevan, local fella. Oh, of course. Yep. Yeah. Have you ever had him on the show? Yep. Yeah, yeah. he's been in this studio. <gasps> I know. Was he, was he um, great, uh, he, he was sitting over there. Um, <laughs> great friends with Lee Perry, um, does the uh, Dorridge Music School, and he is the patron of Dorridge Music School. So, yeah, he's working quite hard at the moment. One of my favourite ever Glastonbury moments. Um, ELO come onto stage quite a wet Glastonbury sings Mr Blue Sky Blue Sky appears oh. sun comes out bit of warmth on your face drying up the yeah. raindrops <laughs> while you're feeling soggy magic. it was a real magic moment yeah great Amazing. stuff so that, and that of course is Friday the 6th of September um, moving on to Saturday the 7th Tony okay so we've got the Alton uh, Library Literary Litter Pickers <laughs> <laughs> You've done well there. Uh, volunteers are needed for litter picks currently taking place in Alton. All equipment and bags are provided. Um, for more information, please contact talkingrubbish at outlook.com. I've seen these guys because um, uh, one of my daughters goes to Kit McGrath, which is just next door to the library, and I've seen them wandering around. They do a fantastic job. And, and bags and bags of it. It's always such a nice way to start your weekend too. If you want to feel like doing something good and making yourself feel good... <laughs> Go and help them. They're a great Go group Womble. of people. Yeah. yeah, all ages as well. <laughs> Womble, yeah. All ages. Um, Elmden Community Fun Day at Elmden Park, B92 9EJ. This is 11 o'clock until 3 o'clock. Um, there's a dog show, remote control car racing, mini market and tombola. The mayor of Solihull, Stuart Davis again. He's, he's everywhere, he's isn't everywhere. he? He's everywhere. He's everywhere he goes. I think he was, uh, today when he came to see us, he was on one of about 12 appointments today. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Um, there's, uh, he's going to draw the raffle and refreshments are provided uh, by Elmden Church. That's elmdenpark at hotmail.co.uk if you want any additional uh, info. And I've seen Laura McCarthy. Uh, she's their local councillor. Um, she's been tweeting a lot about uh, counting and putting the sweets in the jar for guessing how many. Great. She's done that. Great. And of course, on Saturday, the main event of the uh, weekend. Yeah, you can tell us all about this. Yeah. So this is um, Touchwood 18th birthday celebrations continuing. Come and join us um, at our garden party in the atrium. Maybe a glass of Prosecco. A little selfie um, uh, on our Touchwood happy birthday wall. If you post it with the hashtag Touchwood18, you could win a Touchwood £50 gift card. Brilliant. And that's also happening all day Sunday as well. That's right, yes. So what are the times? Do we know what the times are there? Is it from just normal opening times? Yeah, so yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Brilliant. Come and join in all the time. Nine thirty till six on a Saturday. Fabulous. Moving on to Sunday the eighth of September. We've got Dorridge Day happening at Dorridge Park. B ninety three eight L J is the postcode via Satnav. Twelve PM until four PM. This is a family fun day of entertainment. There's going to be stalls, shows. It's all organized by Noel and Dorridge Round Table. The main attractions include a BMX stunt show. 
Well, they're Tony's friends that are riding through Marks and Spencer. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad we've managed to channel their energy. <laughs> we obviously have. And um, there's also going to be a dog agility show, a classic card display. It's going to be loads of fun. Entrance costs £3 per person or £7 for a family. That's two adults and up to three children. And um, you can find all the details on their Facebook page, which is K and D R T. So, yeah, all the details are on that. Great stuff. Um, Tony, do you, uh, are you a softball fan? I have uh, never watched a softball play, actually, but um, but I'm very interested to see that uh, Hampton and Solihull Women's Softball Cricket Festival at B91 2PF, so you can find your way there from 12 noon uh, on the Sunday. Um, they're promising a social fun festival with newcomers encouraged to sign and join in. No fuss. No hardball and no complicated rules. That sounds pretty easy, doesn't it? It does yeah. sound easy. I never know what softball is, though. Is it like rounders and baseball? No, 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 no. I think we're all confused here. I think it's, it's softball, softball cricket. cricket. Yeah, okay. Oh, okay. It's like playing cricket with a tennis ball. Yes. Uh, well, I've definitely done that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I thought it was like rounders or no, no. baseball with a softer ball. Yeah, and, and that's another thing. What's the difference between baseball and softball? Bigger, bigger ball? Softball. <laughs> I guess. Who yeah. knows? We need Google. Yeah, because they call a baseball a hardball, don't they? Okay, right. Uh, hence the reference. You're Softball, hardball with me, or you oh, know, yeah, very good, yeah, yeah. very good. Well, I'm glad we cleared all oh. that up. <laughs> you don't just get a what's on with us. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and then on Sunday night, this is quite exciting for Soli Hall. It's pop is a drag. It's the full blown fabulousness of pop world, Soli Hall, and Candy Fleece is ready to host the biggest Sunday party in Soli Hall, and it's the first LGBG. T plus um, night in Solihull, which be is fantastic yeah, at a nightclub. So mm. that's from 10 p.m. and you can find out all the details for that on popworldparty.co.uk. And of course, if you've listened to the What's On podcast before, you may even see Ian Rogers there. I'd like to see Ian in a bit of yeah, drag. Yeah. Maybe <laughs> he'll be there. Doing <laughs> he that, will. Yeah. Um, Wednesday the 11th, uh, an evening with author Jill Sims at the core. Fun evening with author of Why Mummy Drinks, Why Mummy Swears. I've seen these books out and about, actually. Yep. Uh, and the recently announced Why Mummy Doesn't Give a... Beep. Join Jill as she <laughs> is interviewed about her blog... Uh, sorry, her blog, books, character and much more. Now, the box office for the core is 01217046962, but you can also... Go and visit their website for more info. She sounds a lot of fun, doesn't she? Mm. <laughs> um, and that concludes our roundup of events to see and do this week in Soli Hull. And what a great podcast, guys. Thank mm. you so much for being here, Tony. Again, thanks, happy, Tony. happy birthday. Jeff, thanks for no being problems. on. A fantastic show. And it's great to be back in our home. It's, it's lovely Soli being Hull back Radio. at the studio, isn't it? And um, for you guys listening, if you have an event, do get in touch with us. Let us know what's going on. Or if you want to be on the show, Call us at the Soli Hall Observer or call Jeff at Soli Hall Radio and um, we may just have you on as a guest. Anyway, that's enough from me and thanks for listening and we'll talk to you again next week. Bye. 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 You're listening to Soli Hall Radio. 